Hey y'all, this is Whitney, and welcome back to another episode of Spazzy Chatter. Spazzy Chatter is a platform meant to feature lowest in the Zerobalsy community, and I get together with individuals with CP, like myself, to have an unsensored chat, if you will, about what it's like living with this type of disability. And I have Dom, and he's just an awesome individual. I, I, uh, I first, uh, knew about Dom through my work diversibility and I I uh, joked with him before this that I must have not read his bio thoroughly because I never knew the answer about me. So I went ahead and read his bio and found out that he had CP. So I was like, of course I have to have the most Patrick Chatter. So um, we are gonna have a conversation about disability and politics and like throw in all of these ra- all of the all of this random randomness might talk about tattoos. Who knows? We're going to talk about. Stay tuned. But I will let uh, Dom introduce himself, and then we'll get on to the conversation. So take it away, Dom. Thanks, Whitney. Um, yep, yeah, I am Dom. I uh, live in Atlanta, Georgia. I uh, I do have cerebral palsy, uh, spastic diplegic cerebral palsy. Um, so it mostly affects my legs. Um, I am actually one of triplets with cerebral palsy. Um, so my, I have an identical brother and my fraternal triplet brother, uh, was a quad and he, um, he passed away when we were six years old. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like I, I grew up surrounded by seeps and other disabled folks um uh my mom worked in like the disability world and um it was just sort of like my whole life so um uh i always love being in community with with other disabled folks especially people with cp um and uh professionally i am a disability advocate i work in politics um uh fundraising and uh, work in, have experience in nonprofit, have a master's degree in nonprofit leadership. And I, I can go, there's so much of that stuff. I was, I was a professional musician for a while, blah, blah, blah. But the most important thing why I'm here is because I have I have CP um, and I love talking about CP. So this has been so exciting for me to talk to you about it. That's awesome. Um, that, so, so, all three, all three, correct me from all three of you have CP. Yeah. So my my fraternal my fraternal brother who who died uh, uh, used a wheelchair um, full time um, and he uh, so he has CP. My identical brother has CP and I have CP. That's that's un- isn't that kind of unusual? It's very unusual. Yeah. I know, like I have I have a I have a twin in. And it, um, it, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of, it kind of pisses me off because, like, our do- like our our doctors diagnosed her with OCP, but in all actuality, she's, she, I'm just gonna speak like freely and like, oh, you can come at me if you want, but in all actuality, she's just, she's just, cl- she's just clumsy, like, but they they wanted to like, they wanted to, like, she had to have some procedure done so like in order to get that procedure she had to have like a medical <laughs> diagnosis so they went ahead and diagnosed her with cp 
because I had it. So like, they just like put like, but like she like lives like a quote unquote normal life. She's like, she doesn't and here. And so and here I am like a quadriplegic in a wheelchair and I have to like, like it, my life is different from her. So it always pisses me, it always pisses me off that she could like get the, get, get that, I guess, label too. And I, I wanted to act, like I wanted that label to my to myself. Like, like, the, like I always say the re- the uh, the reason I have CP is because she stole all the it's because she stole all the oxygen, and that's just a joke. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like uh, that, that is that's that's kind of cool in a way that y'all that you all have uh, that you all had or that you all have CP because you can like relate to one another. Yeah, I, it was kind of a bonding thing, I think, as as kids. Um, and uh, I mean, I definitely think they're between the three of, well, I can't say between the three of us because when my brother died, we were so young. Um, but uh, maybe between my identical brother and I, there's definitely some like, <laughs> I don't know, competition about who's in the past, like, who's more disabled. <laughs> um, I won't say, I don't think that that's the case now. Um, but I think that if you talk to him, he'd say that he, he, uh, had strong feelings about that. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think like it, for us, it was just always been cool. It's been a bonding thing. Um, and as we've gotten older, um, for both of us, you know, I, I'd say our CP has progressed, even though they say it's not a progressive disability, but uh, you know, you and I know that that's not true. Um, and, uh, you know, that's actually been something that's been really cool. That's brought us together is that we can actually not just commiserate with each other, but like also just share our experiences and talk about like, you know, what we're going to do. Like I haven't, I haven't worn braces on my legs, um, since I was a teenager um, mainly because I think I mostly just wanted to wear the cool pants, um, you know, uh, and I got tired of it and, uh, and, you know, I have to wear braces again, um, after a long time, um, I'm getting a wheelchair, um, a custom wheelchair and like my brother's in the same position. And I think it's just been nice to like go to someone else. Like I, I could just pick up my phone and call him and be like, you know, and complain or, you know, talk about what we're doing, whatever it is. So that, I think that's been like a really cool thing for, for us to have each other. That's very cool. And I can definitely, they say that it doesn't progress as you get older, but um, I feel like with CP, like, like we all, like people say that they feel like they're, they feel like they're like, like way older than, like way older than they are. Like that expression, like, I feel like I'm 80, well, aging with CP, like, you're, I think it's especially with spastic CP. It's because our like we we take like we put our bodies through the ringer every day. Like I'm putting my body through the ringer right now. And I'm just I'm just talking. Like, like mm-hmm. my whole body is activated, and I'm just and I'm just, and I'm just talking. So yep. like imagine like like going like 24 hours a day like that like your body is gonna get worn out. And like I'm on so many different medicines uh as I've gotten older and like I don't want to take medicines but I need to take them in order to in order to feel like okay do you, do you take baclofen yes I actually Me have too. 
I actually have a back from pump. Like the, back the pump. Of, oh, okay. The back of the pump like changed my life. Like I went from just just a quick just a quick like uh I went from I got it in my senior year of high school and I went from having to rely on a caregiver to do completely everything. So like I live I live alone. I live alone. Like I do all of my independent living skills or activities for myself and that's probably because I'm hard-headed when somebody tells me no I'm gonna be like why well watch this and (laughs) and a lot of it's because of the backbone pump but so yeah I I I, yeah I I don't have the pump I I I take pills every day but uh but yeah it it is it is it has been it has been a game changer for me too um yeah I know I don't necessarily want to do it but it's helping <laughs> yeah and like 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 the medicine part like I recently I recently like I didn't I didn't really I didn't realize that I was I was my syndrome so I was I was having like a severe nerve pain and I did not realize it was nerve pain until I went to my doctor and she like she was like, here, try this medicine for nerve pain. And like, I, I finally feel back to my normal self. And I never, I never associated cerebral palsy with like nerve pain. Like, wow. I never have either. And I, I haven't had that problem myself, but I mean, it's so Mary, Mary, I, Mary Fashik and, and I just had a conversation on her podcast. Um, and she brought up a good point, which is that like, I think CP is linked to so many things that even doctors don't even realize um, that there's just no research. There's just no research into it. Or if, or, um, or if there's research, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, I don't know how to, I don't know how to word this correctly, but like, there's like a motive behind that research that's like not, not benefiting the community at all. It's just like a, I don't know if it's monetary or or what it is, but like, there's no there's no like authentic research if that if that makes sense. Oh yeah, because I can think of one I can think of one organization and I'm not I'm not gonna name I'm not gonna like drop names, but there's a bunch of like they quote unquote say that like they're doing research, but like like it all it all just looks like like um. They're trying to like grow their social media and like all all this all this yeah. kind of all this kind of stuff. So um yeah, I can definitely and I've had I've had Mary on on Fossey Chatter also. So um yes, I, I I love Mary. So um but yeah, there's definitely some some medical like stuff that I think correlates with with CP, um, but kind of, kind of like changing the, changing the subject. Um, what kind of what what I like I said I've always wanted to talk politics with someone on Spazzy Chatter. What what got you into like, poli- like politics and like policy and the advocacy side? Yeah, I think I've always been. Um interested in it i kind of feel like when you're disabled you're sort of 
like you sort of have to be in some level political because you're sort of always fighting for access and um, survival. And uh, I think maybe other marginalized folks would say the same. Um, but so I feel like there's oh, it's always been in me because I've had to. And then as I've gotten to be an adult and, um, you know, I was raised by a mother who was like very vocal and um, very much an activist and an advocate. She was an advocate for us. Um, and she, she would fight someone uh, if, if they, you know, I remember like we, we parked in an accessible parking space and this woman walked by and said, they don't look so handicapped to me. And she like pulled us out of the car and screamed at this lady in the parking lot. And that, that was just my mother. And that was like, that was her, like she was willing to fight and she did that for us. She did that for the causes she believed in. And I think that like, maybe I inherited that <laughs> um, somehow. So I've always, that's always been in me. And then, you know, it kind of felt like at some point it's a natural like career path to be on. Um, and uh, yeah. And then, you know, what I, I care about a lot of issues, but I care mo so much about making sure that disabled people, especially in the South have access to um, healthcare and employment and accessible and affordable housing and things that, especially in rural parts, probably everywhere, but really here in the South, like there's just so much of a disparity, um, particularly with like black and brown disabled people. So that's like the stuff that I really deeply care about. And I get to like, feel like I have some part in, in that work right now. Awesome. And there's so much we can talk about. And, and, and what you just said, um, first, I, would, I think like, whenever you have a strong advocate, like a parent or whatever, I think, I think that that kind of like teaches you as a as a kid how to advocate for yourself and like make sure that like uh make sure that you're that you know how to like vocalize your like your your needs and all that stuff as an adult because once you turn from a child to an adult like you're you're no one's no one's gonna no one's gonna advocate for you for you except except yourself like yep. there's all these resources out there but you're not gonna be able to get them unless you advocate for yourself yeah, absolutely. Yes, and I'm a firm believer in that. And then the the second part you said, um, I'm from Texas. And I'm in I'm I'm in the I'm in the like I'm in the most I'm probably in one of the most rural area rural area areas in Texas. Like I'm an I'm an hour away from Austin. Like the 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 um my town has like maybe a thousand people in it. So like there's like not that much, there's not that many resources for, for, for disabled, like we're, we're in, we're like me and my partner are both, are both disabled and we're in the process of wanting, of thinking about moving to bigger areas just to have the freedom to go wherever we, wherever we want. Like right now we we feel like we're stuck in our in the four walls of our apartment because we don't have the resources for transportation mm. and like the like the car like 
there's like hardly any curb cuts where we are, even if we do, even if we do leave the house, like, but, um, so I can definitely kind of, uh, kind of relate to that and those, and those issue, and those kind of issues. Um, what, like you were, um, what's like one of your most, uh, your accomplishments that you're most, that you're most proud of? Well, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I have a, f I have a few, I, I mean, I would say like, I used to have a career in music and did it full time and traveled, toured around the country with my brothers in our little rock band, a couple of disabled kids playing rock music. Um, and it was, uh, we did a lot of things that I'm very proud of, but I think, I think what I'm most proud of right now um, is that I have been able to find, build a career um, doing the work that I care about, which is to help others and namely disabled people. And that really, like as corny as it may be, like I, I, I do it because I am disabled, but also because it was my brother's legacy. Um, and, uh, I just carry that with me. Um, you know, you're a multiple, um, you know, I, I, I think there's a, there is a connection that if you're not a multiple, you don't really understand. Um, and while my brother died, you know, 25 years ago, um, uh, you know, we, we were still connect. I feel a connection, my identical brother and I still call ourselves triplets because we just, there's that connection there. And so I feel like I'm, I'm most proud. The accomplishment I'm most proud of is that I, I have continued this. Like I, I, my brother, I, my identical brother and I, after our, after our brother Paul died, we continued to be advocates in our local school district. We started, we helped start a like disability awareness program. And we did that all throughout our school years. And like we did it on the road a little bit while we were touring and like that we've carried that on and now I get to do it even more. And I think that's like such, that's an accomplishment that I, if I, you know, if I never got paid a, a dollar to do any of this, um, the fact that I get to kind of continue to carry on his legacy um, and our legacy as, as three, I think has been like maybe the most, the best accomplishment. So I know it was a little corny and sentimental, but no, that's that. I love that. I'm, I'm all about the sentimental, uh, corny stuff. Like I, um, like I love how you said that you do. You just want to carry on your um, brother's legacy. Like, like I think I think I think that um, once you've been through certain things in life and like you feel like you have a person's like legacy to carry on, that uh, that drive is just something like special that like you don't you don't understand you don't understand unless you've been put in that situation like I also feel like I have to I have somebody's legacy to carry on because like I said like I said I I got a backbone pump when I was when I was in high school and I um I worked my ass off in rehab for for three for three months and my physical therapist that I was with 
that I was with um since I was since he was my very first physical therapist. He he was he stayed my physical physical therapist until I was 18 and we were together for every day for those three months. His name was Paul and he he died in a car accident for right before like right like like a week after I started I I, I stopped I stopped re I stopped rehab. So so like that kind of that kind of like I think I, I credit I credit living on through his legacy as like what kind of pushed me to the to 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 be so independent because I feel like I have I feel like I have his legacy to carry on like so I can definitely relate 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 to that in in yeah. some way absolutely um, yeah that's awesome um so let's 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 do a let's do a more like light-hearted cool by-hearted question to so 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 your instagram handle on uh, your instagram handle is the tattooed too and i'm like i'm like i love i love tattoos it's awesome <laughs> so so what is so let's let's have a question about tattoos like what did you start when did you start getting tattoos i got my first one in 2014 i think um it's somewhere here on my arm it says triplet in Hebrew and it has my brother's name and his birth and death dates that he, that when he was born and when he died. Um, and then I've just got, I have like 13 on my arms. Um, so my most recent one is this, it says cripplets. Um, <laughs> um, cause I realized randomly last year that I, we were all disabled and, um, triplets. And I was like, all of a sudden I was in a work meeting and I thought cripplets, it just clicked in my head. So I got it tattooed on my arm. Um, and then I just have a bunch of others. Most of them are all, you know, meaningful for my mom, for my brother, yeah. you know, me and my I have, wife. I have, a, I have a question for you because, so uh, is, is only your arms tattooed right now? Only my arms. I want to get my legs tattooed. I want to get like a CP tattoo on my legs, uh, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. I haven't figured it out. Yeah, I've only gotten, I only have my arms because I don't know, I don't know how, like, I haven't ventured out past my arms because I don't know how my, I don't know how my legs are going to react to, to being tattooed. And, like, I've joked with my, I joked with my, uh, with, like, tat the tattoo artists that I've done, that I've had. I was like, I was like, oh, I, I remember my very first tattoo, I had a friend who called the tattoo artist beforehand? It was like you might need to you might need to to, to tire down like when she's tattooing, but it's totally fine. And then I got there and like I was so like I was calm, like tattooing, like I was like completely calm, like like. And he was like, "Y'all, y'all are just joking because you wanted me to tire, because you wanted me to tire down." But, but like, <laughs> but like um, like there's something about tattooing, like it just it just like calm it just like calms me down like I don't, yeah. I don't know it's it's like an adrenaline rush like it really is it really is and I'm I, I don't do super well with pain but I don't tattoos don't bother me even getting shots it's never bothered me I remember like even when I was a kid they did some I don't remember maybe they were putting uh uh what's that stuff you put in your face uh that they put in our legs when we have cp oh, dogs. 
Yeah, Botox. Um, I, maybe it was Botox. I don't remember what they were putting in my legs, but you know, we got all these shots in our legs and I was like, yes, shots. You know, I, I was excited. I always was excited to get my flu shot. And there's something about needles that have never, has never bothered me. So the tattoos just, I don't know. They just, they don't bother me. My wife is terrified of it. I love it. <laughs> no, it's funny. Cause like I, I got in college, I, I would get, I would get my tattoo cause I went to the same tattoo place for like all of my years of college. I would, I would, I would get them business because, um, I'd, I'd have to have somebody, somebody to bring me the tattoo shops. My friends would take me and like, they would, they would get their business and like my friends would freak out. And like, I, and like, I would joke around like, aren't you glad that you're not tattooing them and you're tattooing, you're tattooing me? Like, cause, yeah. Cause they would freak out over needles and stuff. And I was and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like chill about it. Like, Oh, this doesn't. It also, me. it also might might be a seep thing. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe we've been desensitized to it for all the yeah. surgeries and all. The, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just too weirdos to enjoy pain. Maybe. Enjoy the pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, at the at the end of all of my uh, interviews, Dom, I asked I asked people if they have any advice for. Um, those watching if they're in like similar situations as themselves so do you have any like like life advice in general a polit- like if you know, somebody wants to start a third political journey like get like get tattoos any kind of any kind of life advice i i think it's it's career politics life advice maybe is like if, if you're passionate about something, you can make it your career. It is very possible. I mean, you're doing it with diversibility with your podcast. Like, you know, there's a way to do it. And I think sometimes uh, people with enormous amounts of privilege and power can try to dissuade um, uh, others, particularly people who are on the margins from like, you know, going for that, for, for doing the work that they care about. And like, whether it's politics or it's art or whatever it is, like there, there's a way to do it. Um, and for me, one of the most important ways that I've been able to do it is like find my people, um, make connections with, with the people that are most impactful in the space I want to be in. Um, and, like, don't be afraid to ask people, uh, for help with it. Um, I have had to ask so many people for connections and resources. And, you know, one of the disability justice principles is interdependence. And, um, I think about that a lot, like not only do I have to be willing to be there for another disabled person, I have to be, I have to be willing to ask, um, ask for help. And that's, that's how we make progress. So I, th- I think about that in general as like the best, some of the best advice I've ever gotten is like, like find those people and carve out your place. That's the last thing I'll say. A disabled activist friend said to me, this, the, in, in the spaces that we want to work in, there's usually not a place for us. So disabled people have to carve it, carve it out for themselves. And I've held on to that. And it's been some of the best words I've heard and it's motivated me to like carve out the space for me. So if that, I hope that helps people carve it out for themselves. 
That's awesome. I love that advice. Well, we have, um, I did not have the paid version of Zoom and we have about, we're going on like five minutes left. So where can, really quickly, where can people follow you on social media, Dom? Uh, on Twitter, they can follow me at the tattoo, the underscore tattooed Jew. It's the same on Instagram. My Instagram's private, but um, you know, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably accept it anyway. But uh, my my Twitter is public. The underscore tattooed Jew. Awesome! I will put that in the description. And thank you for being on an episode of Spouting Chatter. I really enjoyed talking with you. And if you're watching this and you want to be on an episode feel free to DM me and I'd love to have anyone that wants to be on and um, check back periodically for another episode. Thanks. Bye.